Hello and welcome. In this new episode of My Time with Radha, I, Katie Taher, speak with Devi about her first glimpses of Swami Shivananda Radha during her teenage years. We speak about commitment as Devi reflects on her time directing the Yashodra Center in Ottawa and her relationship and trust in Swami Radha's teachings. Namaste and welcome. It is with great pleasure that I am here today with Devi. Um, and we're here to have a conversation about her experience in relation to Swami Radha's teachings at Yashodra Ashram. Hi, Devi. Hi. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And before we begin, I had asked Devi if there's a specific prayer that she would like to start this interview with. And I think you decided on the Divine Light Mantra. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say it three times together. I am created by Divine Light. I am sustained by Divine Light. I am protected by Divine Light. I am surrounded by Divine Light. I am ever growing into Divine Light. I am created by divine light. I am sustained by divine light. I am protected by divine light. I am surrounded by divine light. I am ever growing into divine light. I am created by divine light. I am sustained by divine light. I am protected by divine light. I am surrounded by divine light. I am ever growing into divine light. Well, I thought we would get right into it. And really the first question that I have for you is how did you first meet the teachings of Swami Radha's? So I met Swami Radha indirectly through my mother. And it was when I was a teenager, and she came home one Sunday, and she'd been at a Unitarian church meeting, and Swami Radha had been the key speaker. And uh, after her, her talk, Swami Radha had her vinyl albums of mantras, words of power, and I remember mom brought home one of those albums, and I, I really don't think she ever listened to it. But I remember as a teenager taking it out of, the, out of its cover and putting it on our stereo and lying between the speakers and playing it over and over again. You know, so I, I really didn't understand it, but there was something very compelling about it for me. So that was my first introduction. <laughs> wow. How unique is that? And so that's when you were in your teenage years. And so when was it that then you actually got involved more directly with Swami Radha and the teachings? Well, you know, I had a, a couple of 
Hatha yoga teachers, um, Hilda Pizarro and Bunny Dunbar. And, and I knew that Swami Radha was their teacher. And um, yeah, so, so there was a distance there, but there was also a connection. And then um, the next thing that I did was I went to the YTC at that time, was the yoga teacher's course in 1978. And, uh, and that was the first time I'd been at the ashram and the first time I'd really met Swami Radha. Wow. And that, at that time, was she teaching also at the YTC? Well, she did, and so <laughs> I've been remembering for for our conversation my first face to face meeting with her, and uh, our class, our YTC group, was about nine people. It was a small group, and so she came and she talked to us in the morning, and then she asked us to write a paper of what we had heard. Uh, that, and so at that time we had carbon paper and we, we would make a carbon paper of the paper we were writing about what we heard and then she would go around the room and ask each person to read their paper and we would give her a copy of the paper and then we would read it <laughs> and um yeah, I, I remember the person who went before me had done the course the year before. So she was she had done a lot of practice and she did it again this time because her husband was doing it. So she wanted to do the course again with her husband. And so when she finished reading her paper, I remember Swami Radha and she had a, a really good conversation because uh, she, she was she was very clear the person whose paper it was, and 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 so it was a very clear conversation. And I was next, and I thought, oh boy, I can do this. <laughs> and I remember, I I went up and I handed Swami Radha my paper, and I think I almost threw it at her. I don't know. It was it was was a kind of an arrogant gesture because I was so nervous, I think. And and then I went back and I was reading my paper. And what what I remember is she really challenged me. And um I had never been challenged before. And 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 uh I I remember I I was close I, I cried and um and and I, I cried for the whole three months. <laughs> so I, I mean it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. And she gave each one of us exactly what we needed. I, I just know she, you know, I had a lot of protection. I was really protecting myself and it was like she just broke into that. And uh, I, I thought a little while later, I thought, oh, I must be exaggerating, saying I cried for three months. And I went back to my journal that I started writing in 1978, and I wasn't exaggerating. 
and it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a long time ago now. A long time ago, it is. And I mean, that that sounds like a quite a formal interaction that you had with Swami Radha, you know, through the in the course and in the setting of the course. And I'm curious what it was like to be just in the ashram with her and moving through the land and, um, you know, like anything from dinners to passing her by, perhaps, um, if you remember anything from then. Well, one of my memories that has come up just thinking about this time was uh, after the course, I stayed on for the summer and my parents came and visited me. And so one night after supper, uh, we were walking up the stairs to the guest lodge to Saraswati. And it was quite, it, it was getting dark, you know, in, in the winter or in, at that time, uh, the sun would set earlier in the mountains. <laughs> and so we were walking up the stairs and it was suddenly like magic. Swami Radha was at the top of the stairs. She just appeared and she invited my mom and dad over to her place, many mansions, for tea. And I think the two of them both thought that it was getting late and they turned her down. <laughs> yeah, I know. And by the time we got to their room, we looked at the time and it was only like seven o'clock or something. So anyway, my mom was quite annoyed. It was dad who said, oh, thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> but that was what Swami Rhoda did. She she knew what was going on around the ashram, and she knew that my parents were coming to visit me. And so she made a point of uh, making them feel welcome. <laughs> that real yeah. sense of openness and care for exactly. the people who moved through the ashram. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing I remember is she used to, like, we ate down at, uh, I don't know, what's it called now? Main house, is that? At main house, yeah. That's where the kitchen was, and we would eat down there, and there were all these picnic tables that were lined up and benches. And she would come down for meals quite a bit, actually, and she'd make herself... Um, available if people wanted to have lunch or supper with her. I, it was so generous, you know. And if there wasn't silence at that time, it was pretty noisy. Like man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she 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 was wow. very available and inviting. Wow, yeah, that's so incredible. And so you did the Y at the time. It was called the YTC, the yoga. Teacher tra training, was it? Or, yeah, or yoga teachers course. Oh, yoga's teachers course. And then later it become becomes the YDC, the yoga development course. Exactly. And so, yeah. I, and I know from our previous conversation that you, you've you done it a few more times. So do you want to speak a little <laughs> yeah. bit about that and that experience? Okay. Um, the, the next time I did the course was in 1985. And Swami Radha had asked me uh, to move to Ottawa and live in the house, which was at that time Shambhala House, Ottawa. And between 
being there in 1978 and 1985, I, I've been trying a lot of things out. I was dabbling in a lot of different teachings. And so I thought, you know, I, I always considered the ashram my main home. But uh, yeah, I was I was busy doing lots of other things. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to move to Ottawa and and be a representative of the teachings, I need to really immerse myself in the teachings again. So I decided to do the white DC. <laughs> and well, So, so I want to go back. When I did the YTC, um, I had made a commitment. Since this was our topic, is commitment. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to complete the book report. Oh yes, yeah. And uh, and the the teachers at that time none of them had finished their book reports. And so I used that as my back door to, well, if they can be teaching the way they are and they haven't done their book reports, then I don't need to do my book reports. You know, I mean, it wasn't as clear as that, but it was a back door out. And so I never, <laughs> I never completed my book reports. And it's funny because I mean, I, 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 I was, I, I done lots of university courses. I did lots of papers, but those were papers. I learned how to write the papers that would get me good marks. <laughs> and the, the paper that I was being asked to do was about myself. And at that time, it was just really overwhelming. So. Going back, coming forward to 1985, I thought, okay, uh, I'll do it again, and I did. And Swami Radha, very generously, I stayed on for the summer, and in June, I moved to Ottawa. So from the end of the course to June, instead of doing karma yoga, she suggested that I write my book reports. <laughs> and, so, and so I had a little trailer at the end of the garden, that I would go in and I would write my book reports. <clears throat> and it was really hard. At that time, I wanted to do karma yoga with all the other people. And so <laughs> and to do the book reports, was it was a challenge. I didn't get them finished before I went to Ottawa, but I got a really good start on them. And I did finish them when I was in Ottawa. But... Uh, yeah, so she she was very generous that way to give me the time to to get on with it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I'll just say a little note in case people who are listening might not know about the book reflection. Don't. So after completing the three months course, which is now called the YDC at the ashram, there's an opportunity to kind of continue the learning um, and kind of the reflection, the rich reflection that is so much part of the three months course through reading 30 books in one year and for each of those books, writing a reflection um, and kind of reflecting how it relates back to one's own experiences and lives. Um, and so you, Dave, you did the 1978 YTC 
didn't do the book reflections. And then once you returned to do the, your second YBC, so Swami Radha kind of gave you that opportunity to do a big chunk of them also at the ashram. Yeah. And it carried on in my life. And so I'm, I'm going to continue with commitment because I realized that how important it was in, in 1978, I had made a commitment to myself to finish those reflections and I didn't. And it was so important to, to complete that. And I realized that. And then later when I left Ottawa and I moved back to Calgary, I realized that I had, many years before that, made a commitment to myself to become a psychologist. And uh, I worked in the field as a neuropsychometrician in the hospital, but I never did get my degree in psychology. And so I, I, uh, I decided that it was time to finish that commitment to myself. So I, I spent three years studying and then completing my chartering to become a psychologist. But I, I knew how important it was because of what I learned through the book report. So everything that I've done at the ashram has very practically influenced my life. And, uh, and so I, I worked in the field for 10 years, and then I went and lived at the ashram. <laughs> Back to the ashram, yeah. Back to the ashram. Well, and that's that kind of relates to, you know, so, so Davey has already kind of said the theme of today of commitment. Um, and, and I was going through Swami Radha's books, and I came across a passage from her book, Time to Be Holy. And it sort of relates to what you're talking about now, too, of that the the relationship between the practical and and the the spiritual practice that you have of the book reports and I thought that this would be a really good theme in my conversation with you, David, because I know you your your connection with the ashram and your commitment to the teachings have taken so many different shapes and forms over the last. I, my math is so bad, but like well, 50 years, 40, well, 40 years, 45 yeah. years. Yeah, a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's double my age. So <laughs> it's a long time. Um, and this, yeah, this, I'm just going to read this passage from Time to Be Holy. She writes, Practically speaking, there is no life that does not include commitment in one way or another. And we often don't really know what we are committed to. The commitment to your own development cannot be replaced by a commitment to another person, and it cannot be imposed on you by someone else. You have to exercise your own free will about commitment and then put your will behind that commitment. Yeah, and I just hearing you talk about that kind of relation but with your psychology degree and your work, you know, outside of the ashram, how that will came through after recognizing perhaps the lack of will in the last in the first YTC that you did with the book reports. 
And I wonder, I mean, you know, getting asked to direct a center, a Yashodra center at the time called Shambhala Center is no small thing. And so what do you think it was that kind of prompted that in your relationship with Swami Radha for her to ask you such a such a such a request? Well, you know, at the time I understand that, that the house wasn't doing as well as it could have been. And um, one of the things, well, in 1978, they just had become, started teaching Iyengar yoga at the ashram. And um, between 78 and 85, I, I really had um, focused a lot on becoming an Iyengar teacher. So I, I became quite well known as an Iyengar teacher. And I had gone to India and I had studied with Iyengar, as had some people at the ashram who, who, who were full, full ashram residents. And uh, I, th I think one of the things Swami Radha was thinking about was that that would draw some people into the teachings. She was very practical that way. And um, and it did. It, it, it really brought a lot of people uh, to the house. And then every summer, I'd return to the ashram, and that's when Swami Radha was writing the hidden language of Hatha Yoga. And so she would take we teachers and and she would spend time with us, training us in hidden language, and and that was very interesting. That kind of transition of of identifying with one particular method, and then shifting over and realizing there was just so much more to tap with the hidden language. And uh, when I I went back to uh, Ottawa and started teaching hidden language uh yeah some people loved it and some people left because they didn't want to reflect and write and do all that they wanted the the physical aspect of it and and so it was a real lesson for me <laughs> to to drop what i knew and and keep moving into what we were doing at the ashram your commitment to Swami Radha. Exactly. And 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 my trust in her and her understanding of the depth that that is in in the asanas. And also uh so it was quite a process. Yeah. Wow. And so I want to fast kind of fast forward a little bit to now you're in Ottawa. So you've done the second YDC and now you're entering into Ottawa, the center. What was that like and how did commitment show up again um, during that time for you of directing the center? It, it, was a, it was a wonderful time. It was a very rich time. I, I'm going to go back, back to Calgary. And one time uh, I was at my teacher, Hilda Pizarro's place, and Swami Radha was there. And at that time, what I was doing was I would organize her workshops. So she would she would come to Calgary and do 
workshops, small workshops, you know, eight, ten people most, you know, they were always very intimate. She would go to Lethbridge. Uh, we were so lucky <laughs> to have her in person doing those workshops, but I would, I would organize them and they would be advertised through the Yoga Association of Alberta. And so this day I was having tea with Swami Radha at Hilda's place. And Swami Radha said to me, she said, you know, you, you get people to come to these workshops, but they're always my people. And, and she was right. You know, I would advertise through the newsletter of the Yoga Association of Alberta, but the people who came to the workshops were the people who knew Swami Radha and had been to her workshops before. And so we weren't drawing in any new people. And I really didn't know how to do that. And so it was very interesting when I moved to Ottawa because that was the time where I began being able to draw new people in to the teachings. But it, it, I, I really, uh, it was when the house in Calgary opened up the Shambhala house and with Susan and, Outred, Susan and Russell Outred, Jyoti Amanda, um, that that started bringing in new people. But when I was organizing the workshops, it was always her people. <laughs> now, I forget your question. It, 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 so I it, it, back to Ottawa. Oh, no, but this is great. Having tea with Swami Radha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and and those words always stayed with me. I, I felt like it was a kind of part of my my purpose there was to bring new people into the teachings, and that's what I did. Then the other thing she said to me before I went to Ottawa, she said, "You know." these people are going to be your students, so you can't be friends with them. <laughs> and so that was very uh, an interesting time because everyone I knew in Ottawa was a student at the house. <laughs> and, and, and so to find that line of, of being the teacher and then, and then finding a, a place where I had friendships. It was, it, it was, she was always right there over my shoulder reminding me that uh, my purpose was as, as the, the part of the Shambhala house. Mm -hmm. The carrier, to be kind of a carrier of the teachings in that way in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it did, it shifted my relationship with people, and I think that was a very good thing to do. You know, um, it it uh, I grew up, maybe I could say. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so now this is in around 1985, is it? I first moved there in 1985. I was there for 11 years, and then so then you did the YDC <laughs> two more times. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about commitment <laughs> <laughs> unto, your, to yourself. 
<laughs> yeah, so the, I did it in, I think it was 2006, and it was just before I moved to the ashram. So that's why I wanted to do it. I was clarifying where I was at. And then the last time I did it, I had just done, had a, a, a big operation, and I was living at the ashram, and so I couldn't do physical work and stuff. And every time I tried to do something, people said, oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, okay, I'll do the YDC. And it was wonderful because the the early morning hatha that we do was perfect. And the reflecting was perfect. Everything was really perfect about it. It was very healing. So some of us need to do it a lot. Some people only need to do it once. <laughs> and I did my book reports two more times and really love doing them eventually. <laughs> well, I will say as someone who is working through my book reflections, it's very inspiring to hear that you've been through that three times, three full times completing them. And and I know the wording has changed. We used to say book reports. Yes, and I know it's book reflections now, which is more accurate. You know, the reports was more like an intellectual yes, thing, and and the papers weren't intellectual, but the name was. Yes, and anyway, yeah, that's really wonderful. So so many different shapes and forms your commitment has taken, and I'm curious as to if there's something that comes to mind in relation to kind of what Swami Radha has taught you about commitment, whether that's through her own commitment or through different kind of interactions that you had with her during your time of directing the Ottawa Center or other moments. I think the times that I was so aware of Swami Radha's commitment commitments was when I was um, typing out recordings of hers. And and I, I remember I was typing out the first YTC <laughs> and interaction she was having and just many, many conversations. And she talked about the things she did. And it, it just I just realized that I, when I knew her face to face, I, I had no comprehension of how big she is, you know, and what she did. You know, I'd get little glimpses here and there, but when I was typing out those those uh, tapes, I, I just was so totally blown away by everything that she did. But. Uh, and it was just astounding the the kind of focus she did and um and she did everything her guru asked and that's that was what the ashram became it grew out of that commitment and here we are 60 years after the ashram has been established still talking about her, still talking about Gurudev Shivananda, that's all, that's all. the teachings, yeah. the practices. And it's all very vibrant and present. You know, it's, it's, it's all there. Well, and 
you know, and we already said, like, here we are so many years later talking about her, you know, and and between us, like you and I were many years apart. um, And I have just kind of started my connection with the ashram and Swami Radha and the teachings. And so I'm curious what you think the teachings can offer people like myself and and other young people who are kind of making sense of the world right now. I I think the ashram gives people young and old (laughs) the experiences that we don't get at school. We don't learn to connect with what's most authentic in ourselves and to work with other people and to, to yeah, to, it, it, it's just so important. And I think what people learn at the ashram through the work, through uh, being together, working together, spiritual practice, the reflections that we do together, it, it, you take it back out into the world and the world becomes a better place. You know, not everybody has to become a Swami or live at the ashram, you know, forever. But it's always a place that we can return to again and again and and renew our commitment to ourselves, to the teachings, and and to do it as a young person. You know, it saved my life. <laughs> You know, I'm not exaggerating. If I hadn't gone there, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. But um, yeah, I think every young person should go to the ashram. <laughs> I I clearly think that too. <laughs> well, you know, and and you meet people from all over the world, and those those friendships that are developed in the light, they they laugh. You know, and it's. It's it's wonderful to see what people are doing, and and it lasts. It is certainly a very special place, really full of people who have committed their lives, their energy, um, to Swami Radha and to the teachings. And I personally am every day inspired by the kind of commitment that you have made and others as well. It's really with so much gratitude that we've had this conversation and kind of unpacked these these more I'm, I'm slowly receiving more and more glimpses of Swami Radha. Yeah. But right no. now what's what's really very concrete in my mind right now is that image of her at the top of the stairs at <laughs> Saraswati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me, Devi. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. It's just renewed all sorts of wonderful memories. I'm so glad. Thank you, Davy. Namaste. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Yashodra Ashram is located on the unceded traditional territory of the Tanaha and Sanaixt peoples. You can learn more about the ashram by visiting our website at yashodra.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Katie Taher, and this is My Time with Radha.